0: This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Steve Vickers in Christian Life Church in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit ChristianLifeChurch.com. I love hearing about what God is doing in the lives of people because I know what God has done in my own life. And when to see God do those same things in other people's lives, that's what it's all about. That's the thing that makes me say, man, I want to be a part of this. That's something that I can rally behind, is lives being changed. My life has been changed. Now, I've still got growing and developing that I need to do, but I can't focus. I can't do that by focusing on myself. I can't do this by focusing on my own growth, my own development. The way I'm going to grow and develop is by focusing on helping others to grow and develop. Helping others reach, by, by, by helping others find Jesus. And that's what it's all about. That's why we're doing this series. My church is kind of a big deal. Uh, if if uh, you're here for the first time today, my name is Stephen. Uh, I'm one of the pastors here on staff. I'm actually, a, a the, my dad is the pastor of the church and he's out today. He's actually speaking at another church. Um, but uh, I am the creative director here at the church, which basically is just a fancy way of saying that uh, I kind of just like help come up with ideas, creative ideas on how we can do things at the church. Um, I also am the uh, children's director, I oversee all our uh, first through fifth grade areas and uh, do, uh, oversee the services that we do for the kids. So uh, it's something that's very near and dear to my heart. And um, you know, with that, uh, I will actually be pretty short today. I know a lot of people say that, few actually deliver. But uh, when I preach in, uh, when I speak to the kids over in Kid Life, uh, my messages are usually about eight to 10 minutes long. So I really think you're gonna like me. <laughs> so uh, before we go any further, I'd like to pray over today's service. So if you will, just bow your head with me. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for this opportunity that you've uh, given me to speak your word and to preach your message, Lord. God, your word is life-changing. There is life in your word. And I thank you, Father, that you prepare the people's hearts today and that they receive it. And that that life-changing word enters into them and changes their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, uh... About, let's see, it was the spring of 2011. I was living in Nashville, and I felt a really strong calling on my life to come and move back to Montgomery and to work here at the church and to uh, help the church in the things that they are doing to reach the lost. I had never considered being in the ministry, never wanted to be in the ministry, had a high respect for it. Uh, I Definitely loved pastors. I loved church, uh, but it was just something that I never felt personally called to do. Uh, but God changed that. God put it on my heart. It was something that I could not deny. Uh, it was very quick in how it took place. I mean, it was really over the course of a couple of months. I went from having no desire to no desire to be in the ministry to all of a sudden having. A desire that I could not control for the ministry. I mean, it was literally uh, something that I would go to sleep thinking about. I would lay in bed at night. I was just like staring at the ceiling and just could not stop thinking about it. Uh, So eventually I'd get on the, get up out of bed and go get on the computer and start, you know, in the middle of night sitting there looking up things about churches and stuff like that and just researching. And it was something I was really excited about. And that excitement has not waned at all. It's something I'm still very excited about. So uh, I moved back here in the spring of 2011. And I, uh, I actually was the youth pastor where I started out here. Actually, when I was 14 years old, I started working here at the age of 14. Uh, I would spend my summers working here And uh, every summer, I would work here with the maintenance staff, the janitorial staff, you know, cleaning the toilets, fixing, you know, paint marks, vacuuming, doing all that kind of stuff. Even uh, at one point, when we had a bookstore, you know, I helped build the bookstore, so that was a pretty cool experience as a teenager, get to, you know, tear down some walls and put up walls. That was really fun. Anytime you give a teenager a hammer and tell him to go for it, it's awesome. So, uh, (laughs) he might need some Ritalin before you give it to him, though, so... But, um, anyways, so, you know, I I worked as a teenager here at the church and I loved the church. It was something that, you know, this church, if you don't know, my parents, my mom and dad started this church, uh, back in August of 1980 in their living room. They started this church in their home. And, uh, it was something that, you know, so before I was born three, I was born 83. So, uh, three years before I was ever born, they started this church. So I literally, grew up in this church. Uh, it's something that is really part of what feels like home to me. It's, this is my home. And uh, something I'm very passionate about. So when I came back here, you know, and I started working with the teenagers, that's where I really felt God drawing me to. And at the time, we had no youth group. There was no youth pastor. Uh, and we had had one before, but at that moment, we did not have one. And so it was, there was a need, and I came here, and I started working with the teenagers. I was really fired up, very excited about it. And uh, my wife and I, we had all these big ideas, and you know things were going really well. But uh, about a year into it, it was uh, a year later, Pastor Brian, uh, one of the uh, pastors here, he's actually my brother-in-law, And uh, he and my sister were actually going on a missions trip to Africa, and he was the children's pastor, and he needed someone to cover for him for a few weeks, and I really did not want to do it, (laughs) because I love kids. I mean, I'm I'm a dad. I have two sons of my own. That's actually my oldest son right there. Yes. Awesome. Awesome football player, too. Uh, (laughs) But... I have two, two awesome boys, and I love kids. You know, I always get along with the kids really well, but I've never cared to babysit anybody else's kids, uh, you know. Um, and not that I consider Toronto Church babysitting, but I was just like, there's no way I can handle a room full of, like, little kids that are super rowdy. But there was no one else that would be able to do it at all. I mean, there was just no one else to do it while Pastor Brian was gone for six weeks. So, I was the only option, so I said, okay, I'll, I'll do it, but please hurry back. <laughs> and so he was like, okay. So I started, you know, I basically started thinking, I was like, okay, so how am I going to do this? How am I going to entertain these kids for, uh, you know, an hour and a half and keep them calm? And I started researching and doing some things, and you know what, I... I have a background in musical theater in high school. Went to magnet performing arts schools, junior high and high school. And I majored in musical theater. And so I incorporated some of that into it. Started, uh, grabbed a friend, and we started coming up with script ideas. We started coming up with characters. And we started acting out the stories of the concepts that we were wanting to teach. And it was basically something that was, we were kind of figuring it out as we went along. And it was trial and error, but very quickly, all of a sudden, I went, within a few weeks, went from, please hurry back. I'm only going to do this for the six weeks, and then I'm done, to, by the time he got back, I was like, can I keep doing it with you? <laughs> can, I, can I please keep, can, can, I, can I stay? And he was like, yeah. Well, uh, Pastor Brian actually wound up uh, moving away, and so we needed a children's pastor, so I took over the children's area and I fell in love with children's ministry. I fell in love with the kids in there. I felt in love with teaching kids the word of God. And actually today I'm saying that my church is kind of a big deal because my church reaches kids. My church reaches children. That's one thing that makes my church a big deal. You know, God loves kids. For, so for the past two and a half years, I've been overseeing the children's area in kid life. And for two years, I was fully involved with it every single weekend. I was in there, back there, teaching your children the word of God, teaching them the truth of God. And what we would say is we want to teach children the word of God in ways that they will never forget. We don't do it classroom style. We don't do it uh, what I would consider typical children's church style, nothing against it. Uh, but, you know, my personality, I'm like, hey, let's go all out, let's make this awesome. My goal is I wanted to make it to where kids instead of their parents saying, come on, it's time to go to church, and the kids are like, oh, I don't wanna go to church, I wanna stay home, I wanna play video games, or whatever. I want the kids to be saying to their parents, mom, dad, hurry up, come on, we're gonna be late, hurry up! And then they get in, the pull into the parking lot, the kids are jumping out of the car and saying, come on, I'm going, I'm going, I don't wanna be late. That's what my goal was, you know, and I tell the workers, I said, all right, I tell the volunteers, I said, most people would say the number one goal for the children's ministry should be to teach the kids the word of God. And I would actually say that's the number two goal, because if the kids are bored out of their minds, they're not going to learn anything. You could teach them the word of God all you want. They're not going to get it. They're not going to pay attention. Let's make it the number one goal to be, let's make it fun. Now, the number two goal is, let's preach the word of God. So our number one goal is actually fun and safety, making it fun and make it safe. And the number two thing is, we're going to teach them the word of God. And so every week, my team and I, we would get together and we'd come up with ways of, okay, what are we going to be teaching them this week? All right. Now, how are we going to teach that in a way that the kids can relate it to their own life? How are we going to teach them in a way to where it's going to hold their attention and captivate them? To where when they go home, they're going to still remember what we taught them. A week later, they're still going to remember what we taught them. And so we came up with these great ideas, these ways that we uh, that we do it. And I'm not going to go into all of it, but it's really, really cool. If you, I'm sure, those of you who have kids in there, you've they've told you about some of the characters, you know, evil Mr. John and and Majongo and Bongo and all these different people, and it's really, really awesome. I mean, I I love it. I have a blast in there, and uh, the adult workers that are you know we have different people that do different things in there, they don't work as they're, they're in there just with the crowd of kids. They're sitting there laughing, you know. They're cracking up at stuff. And we make it fun for everybody because I believe the church should be fun. I think the church should be exciting. I want kids to grow up and love church. I don't want kids to, to be bored of the church and, and only go because their parents make them. I want your kids to when they're, a, when they're teenagers, they love their church. But not only that, they've gotten the foundation put in them as children. So now as teenagers, they're able to go even further in their walk with God. And not only that, but after they, get, after they uh, graduate high school and they're adults, I want them to still love church. I want them to have grown from the foundation in children's church to growing even more and going deeper in their walk with God in youth to now they're adults and they're not having to be taught little things. They're not having to deal with all these foundational, basic things that so many people deal with. They're able to have those things already taken care of in their life. And they're actually focusing on what can I do to serve the church? How can I get involved? I want to help other people find what I found. Now more than ever before, our children need to be taught the truth of God. Now more than ever before. And not just that, they need to have the truth modeled for them every single day. Our world is not going to show them. Our world is not going to show them the truth because our world is like a raging sea that tosses this way and that way. Moving all over the place. It's unstable and chaotic. Our world is deteriorating right before our very eyes. Abnormal is the new normal, dysfunctional is the new healthy. The world our children are growing up in is not a pretty place. It's a world fully committed to enslaving our sons in addictions. It pushes our daughters to promiscuity. It's a world that teaches selfishness, disobedience, disrespect, dishonesty, and hatred. And it's not getting any better. Now, I'm not telling you all these things to scare you. I'm not telling you these things to get you to feel like, okay, what do we need to just run and hide or anything like that? Because that's not the answer. I'm not here to diminish your hope. Quite the contrary. I'm telling you these things to encourage you. Because the Bible has something to say to people like us who are living in the world that we live in. Romans 5.20, it says, Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Now, what that verse does not mean... What that verse does not mean is that you have permission to live a sloppy life. That is not what grace means. Joyce Meyer says this, and I love this. She says, Grace isn't permission to live a sloppy life. It is the power not to have to. I love that. Grace is not permission to live a sloppy life. It's the power that God gives you not to have to live a sloppy life. That's what grace is. And the good news for you and for me is that when we see the world our children are living in, we see it crumbling into a sinful abyss, we don't have to run and hide. God is there, and he is giving us promises. He's given us promises to help. Not just to help us only as parents, but to also help our children. To help them grow and live the life that he intended them to live. This is an amazing thing, but it's not going to happen on its own. The world won't leave our kids alone just because they accept Jesus into their heart. We must make sure that they are taught the truth of God's word. We must make sure that they have a model in their life, a model for truth in their life. you know, Truth is like an anchor. A boat drops an anchor into the ocean because it wants to stay put. It doesn't want to be blown all around the sea. When an anchor drops down and settles in, it doesn't matter if the sea is raging, that boat's not going to drift away. When we teach our children the truth of God's word, it's like a spiritual anchor dropping in their hearts. When we model the truth of God's word for them, that anchor settles in and gets stronger. The more we teach our children, the more they understand. The more they understand, the stronger that anchor holds in their hearts. Then it doesn't matter what the world is doing. It doesn't matter how strong the world is pulling on them. It doesn't matter how strong that raging sea is because that anchor is in their hearts. They won't drift away. Now, I'm not just telling you this as a father, although I do have two children, and this is very important to me, because I want to see them grow up. I want to see them in love with Jesus, in love with the local church. I want them to grow up, no matter what they do for a living, I want them to grow up and serve their church, because I want them to know the importance of what it does in other people's lives. I'm not just telling you this as a children's pastor, although my team and I teach these principles and teach the truth of God's word to your children every single week. I'm telling you this as a grateful son because I have experienced this firsthand of what it does when you have the truth of God's word modeled for you in your life. Every day of my life, I watched my mom and my dad Model the truth of God's word. I saw what it's like firsthand. I got to see it as a kid. What it's like when you're going through storms, what it's like to trust God, to do what you've been taught. My parents, they took my sisters and I on vacations. We had nice clothes growing up. You know, they always made sure we had nice shoes, things like that. But I would would give up all those things. For this one thing that they did give us. And that was that they modeled the truth of God in their life. Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way they should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. At Christian Life Church, that's why we do what we do here. We are so committed to teaching your kids. That's why we put so much time, energy, creativity, money, We stay up late coming up with ideas to make sure that your kids are taught the Word of God, to make sure that it is an experience that they are excited about. We're always looking for new and exciting ways to make the truth real in their lives. But it goes beyond that. When you walk in this room and you sit in these seats and you are taught the Word of God, it empowers you to reinforce the things that your kids are being taught. It also gives you the strength to model the truth for them every single day. Make sure that your kids understand the value of the local church. Make sure they understand it. It is so important. Make sure that you bring them here to learn new things about God every week. Talk to them. And not just like when you get in the car and you ask them what, what, what they learned at Church Church today, but ask them during the week. Find ways, find little simple ways to ask them and to reinforce the things that they're learning. It doesn't. You don't have to spend an hour every single night. Just spend a little bit of time here, a little bit of time there to make it real for them of how it actually applies in situations for them. No matter how messed up our world gets. No matter how immoral our society becomes, no matter how much sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And you can have confidence that your children will grow up and live the life that God intended for them to live. And that's a promise from God. You know, there's a Movie that came out. There was actually a book that came out several years ago, 2010, and then more recently, about a year ago, they came out with a movie uh, called Heaven Is for Real. And it's uh, this book about this little boy named Colton, and Colton's four years old, and he uh, his appendix exploded uh, or ruptured, and he he died in the hospital. He died, and he was taken to heaven, and he got to experience what heaven is like. He actually saw the throne room of God. He actually sat on Jesus' lap. And Jesus even told him that he needed to share his toys more. (laughs) He heard the angels singing. He actually asked the angels if they would sing, We will, we will rock you. They said no. He saw how wonderful heaven is. You know, and he came back. They were able to revive him. And you know what? Of all the things that he saw, the thing that he talked about the most, the thing he kept saying was, Dad, you would not believe how much Jesus loves kids. Jesus loves kids, Dad. Kids are everywhere up there. Jesus loves them so much. He talked about this. Every day, morning and night. He'd be brushing his teeth and he was talking about, Dad, Jesus loves kids. He loves them. Kids are so important to him. Jesus loves kids. And that's why we do what we do here. That's why we put so much into this. That's why we work tirelessly on these services and make sure that your kids enjoy church. Jesus loves kids. It's not so that we can get affirmation. I've never, ever gotten up in kid life, preached, done a service, gotten off stage and had a kid walk up to me and pat me on the back and say, bang up job, Pastor Stan. You really hit me where I live. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Kids, you're sitting there and you're giving them like, you're like, man, this is really good stuff. And the kid's sitting there poking the kid next to him, saying, "Poke me!" And you're like, "Are you not getting this? This is good. I'm bringing it here." But you know what? I don't have kids come up and say, "Amen," or I don't have kids cheer me on. I don't have kids respond at all. I'm sitting there giving it all. I've put so much time, energy uh, into this. My team and I, and we don't get anything back in the moment. But what's so rewarding? is a week later, a month later, two months later, we'll have a kid come up to us or maybe even a parent and they'll tell us a story of something maybe that happened at school and how they used what they learned six weeks earlier. I love that. That's what excites me. That's what it's all about. That is what makes it worth it. I think they're getting it. That's awesome. That's so great. We do it because we know that when we teach these kids the truth, it locks into their hearts. We do it because we know that Jesus loves children. And Christian Life Church loves children. And that's why my church is kind of a big deal. You know, serving has taught me a lot. I've grown so much in my walk with God simply because I serve. It's amazing what it does. It it defies logic because you would think that if you're constantly focusing on others and not for yourself, that you would actually go backwards. But with God, it works so different when you focus on serving others, when you put your focus and your attention on helping others to grow, God does something amazing in your life. God blesses you. In fact, the Bible promises, it says that even if you give just a cup of cold water to a child, that God sees it and he writes it down. How much more is God remembering When you teach a child something, when you're there to assist in something where a kid is learning, God will reward you exceedingly and abundantly for serving, not just in children's ministry, but serving anywhere in the church, because it's about reaching the lost. It's about reaching those who don't yet know. You know, I, I talk to my team about this, about how God blesses you. And you, can, you need to expect blessing in your life for serving. God rewards you for it, not just in the end, but he rewards you today. And uh, I actually have a funny story about my shoes that I have on right now. I love Converse. I just, yes, I love Converse. They're super comfortable and they go great with everything. They're awesome. Uh, and <laughs> the classics. These are my staples right here, you know. And uh, I needed a new pair of Converse. I uh, didn't have the money to get some, but I needed some. My wife was commenting about how raggedy my Converse were starting to look. You know, getting really scuffed up, and they were just looking real dirty. And they just—they I had them for a few years, and they were just getting worn out. They were starting to kind of blow out in some areas. The rubber was getting detached. And she was like, "Yeah, you need to retire those." And I was like. They were fine to me. I kept wearing them, so (laughs) they fit. I'm happy. So, uh, but you know, I I was putting them on one morning, and this is about two weeks ago, and I was putting them on, and I just thought, yeah, these are you know getting pretty raggedy. I do need a new pair, but I knew that I couldn't go and get some. But you know what? God knows my needs. God knows your needs and God's watching what you're doing. He's watching. What are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your energy? What are you doing with your money? What are you doing with your creativity? What are you doing with the things that God's gifted you with? Two days after I had that thought, my wife, she's a nurse, and she's actually working today. She's at the hospital. And she had forgotten her phone. So I, after dropping the kids off at school, I went to go drop her cell phone off at the hospital for her. And I went into the hospital and got on the elevator. And I'm in the elevator with this man and woman. and We're just standing there. And the guy, he was like, what size do you wear? <laughs> and uh, I told him. And he goes, I have a brand new pair of Converse that exact size that I'm looking to give to somebody. And he said, he said, we got them for my son-in-law, but they're too big for him. And he said, we don't, we can't return them. We don't have the receipt or anything. And he said, we don't know who to give them to because we don't know anybody with that size. And he said, so we're just going to give them to Goodwill. And he said, but like, they have never even been worn. And I was like, well, that's my size. <laughs> and he goes, man, I wish I had them on me. He's like, I, I, they're at home. And you know what? The very next day, I told them that, you know, my wife works there. I said, well, my wife works over here. And I said, so, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't even tell my wife about it because I just thought, you know, it was just conversation. I didn't really think they would actually bring them. The next day, I get a text from my wife. She's like, I got a brand new pair of shoes for you. And I'm like, yes, awesome. And she said it was the weirdest thing. She was so confused because... She said she's sitting there at the nurse's station and, and these people walk up and they're like, is this women's services? And you know the nurses are like, yes. And they're like, is there a Hillary here? And she looks up she's like, I'm Hillary. And they said, these shoes are for your husband. <laughs> and she just sat there and she was like, excuse me? And she's like, they, they go, well, your husband likes Converse, right? And she was like, yeah. And they're like, well, these are for him. She's like how do you know my husband? <laughs> and they said, we saw they like Converse and he needed a new pair so we thought we'd give them to him. And she goes, where did you see him? <laughs> she's thinking that they saw him walking down the street or something and, and they're like, well, we saw him in the elevator yesterday. And she's like, oh, okay, okay. Then it all clicked for her. But that's God. That, that's God. Those people knew nothing about my situation. Those people knew nothing about the fact that I mean, other than just, you know, they could look at it and tell that I need some evidence. But they knew nothing about me. I mean, we were not in a conversation at all. We were just sitting there quietly riding the elevator. You know, I'm just kind of, you know how you do in the elevator ride, you know. Uh, Well, unless you're my mom. My mom, you get off the elevator and my mom knows your life story. You know, but I'm just standing there. You know, I just, you know, we get on like, oh, hey, good morning. And then get on the elevator, I'm just standing there real quiet. And all of a sudden the guy just asks me what she says oh where I'm like Okay <laughs> But see that's God and I have no doubt that the reason God did that is because I'm serving his church because I'm giving of myself I give of me to serve God to reach others and God is blessing me for it. And I know he's not done. And that's not why I do it. I would do it even if there wasn't a blessing. Because I'm so thankful for what God has done in my life. And I'm excited to see God do it in the lives of others. Because God is good. We have places for you to serve. I want to see everyone in here. If you call Christian Life Church your home, you need to be serving somewhere. God has equipped every single one of you to serve the church. Now, there are a lot of different areas that we need people to serve, and that's why there are a lot of different giftings that we have represented in this room. We need people who are extroverts, people who have no problem hugging a stranger. We need people like that As hosts, we need them in the parking lot, we need them in the lobby, we need them in here. Making people who are here for the very first time feel welcome, feel comfortable. Feel like they don't want to leave here. It's like going to Disney World and it's just like, man, this place, everyone here is so happy. That's what it needs to be like. Because you know what? When they walk in here, they're seeing a representation of what the kingdom of heaven is like. Now, should they walk in and see people looking tired? See people in cliques? Or should they walk in and see people smiling, laughing, hugging? People immediately saying, hey, how's it going? Welcome to Christian Life. Is there anything I can help you with? Yeah, where's the bathroom? Not saying, oh, it's over there. Just, oh, yeah, here, come on, I'll show you. Now, you don't have to go in the bathroom with them. That would be very weird. We'll weed those people out. But... We need people who are not going to just stay to themselves serving. And if, they, if you think, well, you know, that's me. Or maybe you're sitting next to someone and you're like, that's you. Elbow them and say, that's you. All right? Sign up. Next week, we're going to be having sign up for every area. We're going to have a job fair of sorts with tables set up in here. To where you can go and find out more about an area that you can serve and you can sign up to serve. Now you're not signing your life away to do this. It doesn't mean that every single Sunday you're gonna be doing this. We have schedules that we can do, we have rotations, certain things you could do certain things you could do once a month, certain things twice a month. You could do it every month. I mean every every week, depending on what it is. We have needs in the children's areas. We need more people involved in kid life. Now, whether your your gifting is tech and you like to sit behind a computer, we we need people for running lights, running sound, running the computers, running the projection. If your gifting is just being there and just being kind of like a parent, we have positions for that. We call them sponsors in kid life. And they're basically there just to be a, basically be the host, the welcome team for Kid Life. They make the kids feel welcome. If the kids need anything, they're there. They're also there for crowd control if it gets a little out of hand. But you know what? It really, it's a very fun job. We make Children's Church fun. We need people who are love to be on, you know, performing. If they like to sing, dance, if they like to act or anything like that, we've got things for you to do. That's just in kid life. We have areas in the uh, nursery, and preschool areas, we have positions that we need people to fill. People who love kids. People who, who love to see little kids light up when they hear about the Word of God. We have things that we need people to do, admin admin things, maybe you're more behind the scenes and you know that, you know, I I really don't like to do stuff in front of a bunch of people, but I I love sitting behind a desk and, you know, organizing things. That's me. I mean, that's not me, but, but if that's you, (laughs) if that's you, we've got things for you to do. We need people during the week. Maybe you're a mom and your kids are in school now and you're like, man, I get really bored during the day. I'd love to come up to the church once a week twice a week, three times a week, whatever. We'll work with your schedule. We have things that we need people to do. We need phones to be answered. We need uh, uh, things organized. We need people to help take care. We need people to help organize events. Whatever your gifting is, think of it. What is something that you love to do? You just, you've got a knack for it. We've got a spot where you can use that. Serving God. How awesome is that? You can serve God with something that you just love to do anyways. And God blesses you for it. So next week, be here. And I want you to sign up in an area. Everybody, sign up in at least one area to start serving in this church. And watch what God is going to do in your life. Because my church, our church, the church, is a really big deal. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit ChristianLifeChurch.com.